0: This is the Total Tuscany Podcast, episode 79.
1: I was comparing and contrasting because what what I would say I walk away from this trip to Sicily with mostly was that the people there were just very friendly, very genuine, very happy to see Americans. Do you
0: recognize that voice? That's the co-host of this podcast, Pat Companion. Pat recently returned from a family trip to Italy. I know this podcast is mainly about Tuscany, but Pat bypassed the region this time to visit Sicily and explore his Sicilian heritage. So instead of doing the interviewing, Pat gets interviewed by me, Travis Justice. We talk about traveling with COVID restrictions, and Pat compares Sicily to Tuscany and the subtle and not-so-subtle differences between the two. We're going to do things a little bit different today on the Total Tuscany podcast. Normally, Pat and myself will have an interview lined up. We'll we'll take you to Tuscany with somebody who operates a business there, owns something there, has a place to stay there. But we're going to do things different because COVID nineteen is it, it's messed us up, right? I mean, I think our last podcast was back in in February, and that's a long time for us. And uh, we got depressed. I think we were down. We are. Uh, we felt bad for our friends that were in Italy. Uh, they couldn't do anything. Uh, and Pat and I kept talking about going back, going back, going back. And when would that be, you know, optimal? And, and he and, and we started talking, and Pat walks into my house one day and says, hey, I'm going to Sicily. So on this Total Tuscany podcast, we're actually going to talk about a different region. But for the first time ever, I am going to interview Pat Capania, who's a regular co-host on this um, podcast, but now happens to be a guest. What do you think about being the guest? Odd. <laughs> I know when I first told you, I said, hey, yeah. I think this is a good way to get back in the saddle. I think this is a good way to, to r- jumpstart the podcast. And you're like, but would people be interested? And Pat, I'm telling you, people are interested because people want to travel. People want to go back to Italy. And slowly and surely, you're seeing more people. But they're still a li- little hesitant. I thought, okay, you, you went to Tufts or you went to Sicily. Uh, but this is travel in general. And I think uh, you can take a lot of people through what that experience was like. Um, you know, what happens when you get to Italy when it comes to, you know, tests and all that other stuff. So I, I'm going to put you in the hot seat, man. You are in the hot
1: seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. It's good to be back. But yeah. I but I kept finding myself on this trip, Travis, uh, comparing everything to Tuscany, right?
0: Well, that's fair. I think,
1: you know, when I went to Bologna in
0: 2019, I think I was just – anytime you leave a region, I think you're always comparing it to Tuscany, right? I mean, it, because – Tuscany's the jewel. It's the it's the crown jewel of, uh, of Italy, at least that's what we think. So mm-hmm. you you're always going to compare it to your favorite places. Like when I am w- a Disneyland guy and everybody's like, "No, no, I'm a Disney World. I've been to both and I'll compare both." You know, same but different. So what was your
1: comparisons like? What what would you find out? Well, I did it I did it everywhere we went and I did it quietly. I didn't share that with a lot of people, but you know, Tuscany's so uh it's not just the crown jewel and it's not just what we know and what we're familiar with it's you can just you know, go around every corner you go in every little small town and it's it's more awesome than the than the next than the last i guess and and so yeah i'm comparing that every time i turn a corner in sicily i'm i'm saying okay what what am i going to find here everything was brand new um and i liked it a lot but in a very different way so let's back up and say because people are going
0: well, Pat, you could you got your first trip back to Europe since since the pandemic, and you choose Sicily. We need to explain to people why you picked Sicily.
1: Yeah. Well, I've always I'm I'm interested. I'm from Sicily, my,
0: my, and that's it's it's a family deal. Right? It's a
1: family deal, and and uh, my parents are up in age, and they had always wanted to go back to Sicily to find out a little bit about their heritage, uh, their second generation Americans. So the idea was hatched to take them back. And then that became a bigger and bigger chunk of my family. So I ended up traveling with 14 people and because that's what we do, right? With, with Tuscany, we plan trips and we take people. So they kind of look to me to, to guide them through Sicily and someplace I'd never been before. That was how it started. And, uh, yeah, we we uh we had a great time. Just a great time.
0: So you went to Carlentini and we're gonna to explain to everybody why Carlentini is so important. So in case you didn't know, if you're a new listener to this podcast, we've talked about it several times. But we're based in Omaha, Nebraska. We're smack dab right in the middle of America. Now you wouldn't think that Italy, in particular Carlentini, Sicily, has any special connection to Omaha, Nebraska, but you would be wrong, correct,
1: Pat? That's that is a definite wrong. Yeah. So basically, if I understand the history correctly, a couple guys, a couple of brothers from Carlentini, Sicily, came to Omaha, Nebraska, and ended up sizable portion of the town ended up moving to Omaha to work in various industries, including the railroad. So most of the Italians, I think two thirds of the Italians in Omaha, they say, are from one or two towns in
0: Sicily, which is incredible. In fact, uh, the city of Omaha and Carlentini, Italy, just became sister cities. So that that's going to grow, and that's just a little bit of uh, of history for you. But uh, so you decided to book this trip. How worried were you about the whole
1: pandemic and everything that's been going on? Oh well, that you know, that almost killed the trip several times, uh, and and you know they made it incredibly difficult uh, to plan the trip.
0: Italy did, or even America did, or I just the whole thing. Both. Okay,
1: both. You know, there's there's all sorts of forms. That must be filled out for the european union there 's forms uh, to get you know have to be tested before you leave certain number of hours before you leave certain number of hours before you land upon landing before returning uh, so and that that was fluid it kept changing and when you 're planning a trip for that many people that, that was difficult, but it turned out to be really not that bad the, uh, all those forms we did you know a lot of times those forms were not even requested at the airports uh, it was it was more about the hassle of going through it uh and just persevering and getting getting there because once you land it's you know game on it's all
0: it's all fun so you flew from omaha to atlanta atlanta to rome, rome correct rome. so when you I, and this is what my big thing is okay i i have been to europe before but never under a, a pandemic so when i get off the plane what's the first thing to happen i know you're going through customs so what what do they do in customs to do they check what they your check.
1: test or do you do you test when you get there you So we flew to Rome and there was no testing in Rome. Okay. None at all. And it was just like every other trip to Europe, except people are wearing masks in the airport. Um, And then once you take your, and you're sitting there and you're waiting for, you're waiting for your next flight in a mask. So that was really the only distinction. And I would say that the airports were very nearly at capacity. Uh, I don't have any of the statistics, but they were very busy. Um, so y- you didn't have to test to get into the country, not to test in, in Rome where you land, but at your final destination, okay. you have to test uh, or, and there weren't, they were shepherding people coming off of the plane toward the testing. But, uh, and I don't know what would happen if you walked out of the airport without having been tested, but I think you could easily have done that. We did not, we went through the testing and we had a stamped, we waited for a, rapid results. And we walked out with a stamped piece of paper saying we were negative. And I think you could be asked to show that piece of paper at various places. Again, I was never asked to show that ever again, but you know, it was that was the requirement.
0: So you land in Sicily, uh, you get out of the airport, uh, with negative tests. Now take us through the sights, sounds, smells, of Sicily in, in that comparison to Tuscany. Mm-hmm.
1: So we landed in uh, Catania, which is on the east coast. Okay. It's uh, it's, a, it's a port city. It's uh, the second largest city, I think, in Sicily. And it's just like every other major airport. Um, it was very tropical. Lots of palm trees. Um, humid. Very humid. Which is completely
0: different from... Tuscany, yeah. right? Well, when we've been to Tuscany. Yes.
1: Every time I think we've been to Tuscany, it's been spring, fall. And or, or winter, or yes. Or winter. Yes. So this was my first experience hitting hitting the heat. And this was at the tail end of summer, so it was still very humid. And, and what I mean by different is tropical.
0: And I know you're by the, the sea uh, in Tuscany. I get that. But it's, it, even when we were in Capri you know, four years ago, believe it or not, Um, that was tropical. I, I I think it just, when you said tropical, I'm like, I've never once thought of Tuscany as tropical.
1: That's right. And this, this had that definite feel. Um, so then we, uh, we get our rental cars, which is a little bit of a challenge because, uh, it's not as well organized as we've experienced in Florence and Rome. We love to fly into Florence. Um, it wasn't quite that simple, but, uh, once we figured that out, we got the rental cars and headed to a villa near Carlantini. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm driving through lots of agricultural areas. Um, I was shocked by the amount of uh, cactus, uh, uh, prickly pear. Really? Yeah, prickly pear everywhere. Um, so it, it just was hu- hugely different than, than the north. Were you
0: prepared for that, or were you always thinking, "Well, it's, it's Italy; it's got to look somewhat like Tuscany"? Were
1: you prepared for that? I wasn't prepared for the prickly pear cactus and the and the palm trees. I mean, you see a few pictures, but it was uh, it was a very different climate, very different feel, very different look. Get to the villa, and and from that point forward, I was I was comparing and contrasting because what what I would say I walk away from this trip to Sicily with mostly was that the people there were just very friendly very genuine very happy to see americans and just about everybody in general i mean they were just very open people and it, and you didn't feel that it was put on because we were from we were tourists very genuine experience uh for example, you know, when we, when we go out to dinner in Florence and we have a nice meal, people are very friendly to us and, and they're engaging, and then it's, you pay and you leave. But in Sicily, that conversation really kind of took off once we were done. And then they were still wanting to talk uh, and share stories. And so that was really really interesting
0: is there a lot of things to do tourist wise in sicily i I mean could you spend two weeks in sicily could you spend a week into you did a week or you actually did more than that Mm -hmm. but is it built for that kind of time frame
1: i would say that uh if you had two weeks you you could see just about everything in sicily that you would that you would want to see there's there's quite a bit of runes greek runes uh you know it's been it's at the center of the Mediterranean. It's, it's, it's a hodgepodge of different countries. We went to uh, Agrigento, which is on the southwest coast. Uh, enormous Greek, beautifully maintained temple uh, that over 2000 years old. We went to the middle of the country and saw some ancient Roman villas that are preserved mosaic floors similar to Pompeii. Um, and then we spent a lot of time on the coast in a, in a resort town Called Terramina, which is just south of the just south of Messina. And that would be similar to you would recognize that it would it looks a lot like Sorrento. Okay. Yeah. A lot like the Amalfi coast. It's just you're looking in a different direction. When you're in Terramina and you look across the bay, you can see, you can see mainland Sicily on a clear day. Oh, really? You can. And it and it's just a beautiful that area up in the north of Sicily is beautiful. If you want a resort town, if you like the beach, um, beautiful area, beautiful uh, views, uh, a little probably a little less expensive than mainland Italy.
0: So you, you say a good two weeks. Uh, so, but you're different than most. You like the, you like to look at all that stuff and like you you're the one that goes to the museum and like reads every plaque. It's like come on, Pat, let's go. Um, that's me. <laughs> you, everybody knows that person, right? I mean, when you travel, you're like, there's always, there's always the one who's always in a hurry. That would be me, who's like, you know, Clark Griswold going up to the Grand Canyon going, okay, kids, let's go. You know, I mean, that's, that's I, I look at it, and that's why I don't go to, like, the, the top of the Duomo in Florence. I'm like, I can I don't need to go inside anymore. I just like to sit outside and look at it. You know, I don't need to explore the, the inner depths of it. But, um it, What's the food like there? What's what's the food like? What's the wine like? Is the limoncello everything they, they say? What, what's all this like?
1: The food was amazing, but again, dramatically different. You know, one of the one of the things that struck us most when we went went to Tuscany the first time was that we learned that olive oil was more than just a condiment, right? It was just it's like liquid gold, right? And it's everywhere. In Sicily, uh, it's not on the tables. It's just a a different style of cooking, much more seafood-based. Lots of uh, olives, lots of uh, grilled meats, um, but not as much beef. Uh, Great pizza, fantastic pizza. But a very different style. Different of
0: style of pizza, though? Or is it still thin crust? Because, you know, you go to Rome, it's, I mean, there's different pizza styles for us. So I didn't know. Is it still the thin crust or what kind is it?
1: Yeah, it's still, the, it's still a thin crust, but they use a lot of ricotta cheese. So the, 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 the toppings are a bit different, but it's still delicious. And it's still eaten the same way and it still looks the same, you know. But uh, um, lots of green olives, lots of... Uh, ricotta cheese, and different types of ricotta cheese, not the stuff you see in America in a yep. grocery store. This is very different. I've even seen shredded ricotta cheese in Sicily. So I it's like, I don't even, didn't even know that was a thing. Um, the wine was... I had not been a big fan of Sicilian wine before we landed, and now I am. Uh, uh, I'm telling you,
0: and here's why. And I just, I just got into a, a wine discussion but the guy is a big California wine guy, right? And he just, he can't get into the Italian wine. He goes, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, I, and then it realized, y- you get it when you visit. You get it when you drink the wine smelling what it's supposed to be naturally in. And that, for some reason, your your senses never leave you. And you always remember what Tuscany smells like. You always remember what it looks like. So when you had that bottle of Chianti Classico, which isn't as oaky as a cab from mm-hmm. from... From California. And I, I think once you, because you sat in Sicily now, you sat there drinking the wine uh, at a restaurant or on, on a on a uh, a patio. And you, now that's, in, it's you're like, okay. It's ingrained. Yeah, it's ingrained in you. Yeah. Uh, now, I, do they have white, because you don't get a lot of white in Tuscany white wine that is. You, with still predominantly reds in, in, in Sicily or was there more white options?
1: There were more white options and I didn't. I'm a red wine guy. Yeah, I didn't have any, but they were offering a lot more wine, a lot more white options than you and I've seen in Tuscany and the North. Uh, I did not appreciate the significance of the volcano. And this sounds weird, but I didn't understand the significance of that volcano until I landed and I saw the thing. It was, it was hazy. It was hazy for the first four or five days we were there. And uh, we couldn't, you couldn't, we were in a relatively flat area of Sicily on the East side. I didn't realize how close we were to this massive volcano until the haze cleared one day. And then it started to make sense because that's where they're growing all this wine. Uh, you mean the grapes? Yeah. The grapes, (laughs) the grapes, the vineyards, uh, the olives, the pistachios, the almonds, the citrus, they're all grown around the base of this volcano. So it's optimal soil in optimal weather amazing yeah amazing and i I, i'm guessing the sicilian wine is just going to take off because it we we tasted some very good near diablo i'm not even sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly um but i'm sitting on a patio up on the top of this villa and one day the the haze clears and i see this volcano and um couldn't couldn't fathom how close we were to this monster until the haze cleared. And then I started to grasp where we were and what's going on because everything tasted different. Um, can you
0: buy it in the States if you get back down to the, the local grocery store or wine store to see if you can find it? I here? have. I have. And Is it, it here?
1: And it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's here in, in Omaha. Uh, didn't taste the same as when I was drinking it there. No, it,
0: it, because <laughs> you're in a different place. Yeah.
1: You know, you, you're in your kitchen
0: where you're every day, you know, it's just, it's not the same.
1: Um, but every, all of the fruit tasted, you know, you, we, when we've been in Tuscany, just everything tastes different. We we think it tastes better,
0: right? How'd the olive oil compare to Tuscany? To, to, same, different? S-
1: same. S- really? Very tastes similar. Good. Very similar. Very good. It's um, just not the focal point of the, cuisine
0: did what did they look at you weird when you asked for it
1: they they uh didn't bring it out so quickly i didn't understand i didn't understand i thought that they would be much more understanding of what we wanted and what we were experiencing but it's just not what they do um but focusing on all the other fruits and all the other vegetables every i remember the strawberries we were shocked by the size of the strawberries they're smaller than a blueberry
0: but you said they tasted amazing? Amazing.
1: Amazing, strong, powerful flavor uh, that you would not expect. All of these little little nuances. And I, I think people would be shocked. I, I, my guess is that uh, tourism to Sicily is going to be picking up significantly. If you want to get off the grid, if you want to experience uh, that kind of a tropical environment and still... Have a taste of a taste of Italy. That's that's a great option.
0: Yeah, and you could spend a week on the island. You could spend a week, uh, another week in Italy, or I mean, on the mainland, and, and still see a lot too. So I mean, there, there are a lot of options there for sure. So a lot of seafood. You know me and seafood. I, I mean, I'll eat it, but it's not. I'm a I'm a red meat guy. Mm-hmm. So you were having a great time, but you you tried something for the very first time, and I, I'm trying to think if I've even seen these in Tuscany. I don't know if I have, but you had a granita. You were calling me. You're like texting me, like, dude, I'm I'm. I'm having this granita and you know, he's just texting me and, and rubbing it in that he was on a trip. Take us what what is that experience? I'm a convert now. You're a con can you have you tried to
1: make him here? Not yet. No, I've only been back for a week. Uh Granita, gelato. Uh, it, it's a hard choice which you're gonna have for the day. Right. So my family naturally had to have one of each, probably each day. <laughs> um Very different uh, experience. They serve it kind of in a tall parfait glass. You know, we, you, and I probably have these little tiny gelato cups, right? Yeah. This is served like in a in a tall dish. Top and this almonds big almond flavored coffee cafe flavor Uh, pistachio pistachios are huge in Sicily. Uh, The all of the fruits, the raspberries and the strawberries are amazing, and they top it with this fresh cream. And they serve it with a warm brioche bun, which makes no sense to have the two served together, until you start pairing them, and then you realize, okay, I don't know how they figure this out, but it's amazing. It's like having a cold. Uh,
0: so it's not ice. It's not like ice shavings or anything like that, or is it? It's
1: got more of a grainy, icy texture
0: yeah. than gelato,
1: but it's not like uh, you're you're thinking about when you when I say it's an icy type yeah. of beverage. But it is. Yeah, amazing. I'm
0: thinking like here in the States, I'm thinking slushy. Give me a Slurpee. Is oh, no. It? Okay.
1: No, no, no. It's it's much cre- more creamy than that. Okay. Um, but the flavors are amazing. And everybody had their own. And usually you blend them. But it's kind of like having a, a a cold Danish. There's no way to describe it. When you mix the two together, whether you dip your brioche into the parfait or you top the granite on top of your brioche, everybody's doing it differently at all these little tables. Um but a very fun, fun thing to do. Yeah. So
0: leaving Italy, uh, you know, we talked about coming and how, how how difficult, but yet easy it was. Was it harder to leave or harder to come in? I stumped him, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it was definitely more challenging coming in. Okay. Yeah. Um, leave leaving. Flowing through the security system in, in Catania was easy, much easier than here in the States. Uh much more efficient, I guess you could say. And there weren't a lot of forms. They gave us more forms to fill out at the uh at when you check in. But nobody again, nobody asked for the form. So if you're hearing if you're hearing horror stories about the EU locator form and the uh forms where you're acknowledging that you don't have covid and all of these forms go ahead and complete them but i would bet 80% of our listeners are won't be asked for those forms so
0: uh, if somebody's thinking about right now going okay I'm motivated now I, I feel safe enough to go back Um, what what's what do they have to do in advance cuz usually i'd just book my flight and we'd be on our way right we never had to so there are there are protocol now correct uh, of what you have to do before you can get on a plane where do they where, where do you find those forms where where do you, where'd you get all that stuff
1: so the airline kept did a nice job of keeping us posted with a with a link and that information i think is changing pretty rapidly
0: uh, when when
1: we left we had to complete a, an eu locator form uh and, and upload that information so that, I suppose, if somebody contracted COVID on the flight, the EU would be able to notify everybody else on the flight that that had happened. That was probably the most challenging form because it's, uh, it's in English, but it's not quite so easy to complete. Um, you have to be tested 72 hours before you land at your final destination. And then you're tested, or we were tested, right off the plane again that was free um and then the american government required us to be tested i think it was 72 hours before departure so um, we had to stand in line the the biggest nuisance we had is we had to stand in line for probably 40 minutes and then wait around for another half an hour for our negative test results so that we had that information to get back into the states but
0: you had to pay for that one correct that
1: was 25 euros not bad it was the nuisance of taking time away from your vacation to go stand in line. Now, luckily, the place where the testing in Terramina was easy, not, not, not complicated at all. And I wouldn't want anybody to be discouraged. If you're thinking about going to Tuscany, you're thinking about going to Sicily, don't let this discourage you. Um, it's not But
0: you've got to know the real, real. I'd rather have somebody know, OK, it's going to be kind of a pain in the butt to fill out some of these forms and I, but just to do it. And the airline gave you those forms, which is super cool. So, and I think that's what we just want to tell everybody. Cause it, it, it's like, um, it, you can travel, uh, and, and our friends need you because their livelihood is tourism in meeting, uh, Americans who go over meeting people from the UK. Um, uh, our, our good friend, Anna Mondalfrey, Uh, She's picking up more and more tours daily. It's good to see her back in her Mercedes van, Pat, and and giving tours because we've known Anna for a long time, and she's happiest when she's with people showing them the Tuscan countryside. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. When we were in that we met some amazing people, and they were describing just how lonely it was to see these streets empty, these tourist destinations empty for the first time ever. Uh, these people were very appreciative that we're back, and and Florence and Tuscany would be no exception. I mean, they they that they live to see us there. Tourism is such a huge industry.
0: It, it is so. Uh, wherever you talk to your travel agent, uh, call us. Uh, you can email us uh, totaltuscany@gmail.com. We'd more more than happy to help you uh, start planning that trip and walk you through some of those steps uh, to get you back and motivated. Probably the worst part for me would be wearing a mask for eight hours on a plane. That that that's the only thing I would. I wouldn't look forward to. I mean, it's not – I don't have a problem wearing a mask. Wearing a mask eight hours is a long time.
1: It's a, it is a very long time. Um, and, you know, you take your mask off when you eat. And, and everything else about the flight is the same as – and if you've been there before.
0: Especially when you fly uh, economy, it's, uh, it's it's uncomfortable. It,
1: it's a very uncomfortable, <laughs> very long return flight.
0: So, uh, yeah, so don't be scared to, to travel. Get back out there. It's time, to, it's time that we – uh, have that confidence and, and, and get back out in the saddle because we think you learn a lot more when you travel than you do watching the news these days. So um, if you want to follow us on social media, I encourage you to do so. We have a Facebook page, just search Total Tuscany. We have a Twitter page, just search Total Tuscany. And of course, Instagram. Uh, we'll have Pat maybe upload some of the Sicilian pictures uh, and show everybody kind of what it looks like in Sicily as he compares it to Tuscany as well. So you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, again, search Tuscany Total Tuscany. If you have a question for us, uh, please send us an email, totaltuscany at gmail.com. That's totaltuscany at gmail.com. Uh, and some big changes coming, as I mentioned. Uh, we're reworking this. and We're going to start podcasting a lot more because we're feeling better. We're back in the saddle again. And uh, look for a new website coming soon, too. We're, we're, we're under construction, have been for some time. Uh, But yeah, go ahead and uh, uh, just know that uh, a new website and some new services and offerings are coming your way at TotalTuscany.com. For Mr. Pat Campania, I'm Travis Justice. We will talk to you next time on the Total Tuscany Podcast.